the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. God loves his children. He protects, provides, guides, forgives, and so much more. Therefore, he deserves our trust, praise, glory, honor, obedience, and so much more. Yet we often grieve our Lord by turning from him to do things our way rather than turn to him in obedience. And what does God do? He gives us what we don't deserve, his love, grace, and mercy. He continues to teach and develop us, and he is always available to us. The question is, when will we always be available to him? Have Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us. In Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 5, Nehemiah prayed in verse 5. It says, and I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments. In Psalms 55, 7, the psalmist prayed. In verse 17, it says, evening and morning and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. You ought to be praying in the morning. You ought to be praying in the evening. You ought to be praying at noon. Every time I like that song that says, every time I feel the spirit moving in my heart, I will pray. Every time I feel the spirit moving in my heart, I will pray upon the mountain where my God spoke out of his mouth. Came fire and smoke. The Jordan River is true, chilly and cold. It chilled my body, but not my soul. Every time I feel the spirit moving in my heart, I will pray. When you're full of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will move you to pray. In Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, Daniel prayed. In verse 10, it says, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed and he went home. I mean, they, they, were, they, they conspired on this man, this righteous man, and, you know, to, to kill him. And in his upper room, while they were conspiring, he was preparing to pray. That's what you do when your enemies are conspiring against you. He went home. He went home. Now, some of y'all can't pray because you're out about too much. You can't go home. Why are you out in the streets at midnight? What are you doing out there? You can't get it. If you're not coming from work or going to work or doing something very strategic and intentional, you ought not be getting roaming around. I'm just joyriding. Go home. Get hit by a drunk driver or something. Your, your, your children, they're living under your roof. They, they ought to have a curfew. And children, let me tell you something. They're not giving you that curfew uh, to be mean and to be uh, hard on you. They're trying to preserve your life to keep you from killing yourself. You got to have some perimeters around you, your life. You just can't say if it feels good, do it. You'll self-destruct. 
Uh, Daniel, he went on. He said, in other words, I'm not going to worry about them. I'm not going to fall to pieces because they're conspiring. Yeah, they, I, I know what's going on. You know, a ch- you can't fool a child of God. They know what's good. A child of God knows when he's been messed with. And in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, that's the way he prayed. He knelt down on his knees. There come a time, unless you can't get down. There come a time you need, to, you need to get on your knees. Look, three times that day, that man was praying. And prayed, and look what he did. In the midst of all that was about to do, their intent was to kill him. But he was on his knees, thanking God in prayer. As was his custom since early days. Then in John 17, 9, Jesus himself prayed. Now, if Jesus prayed, God in human flesh, the king of the world, uh, uh, in the universe, Jesus prayed in verse 9, it says, I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. Mark 135, you see Jesus praying some more. And verse 35, it says, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed. You see Jesus praying. Early in the morning, by himself in a solitary place. In Acts chapter 1, verse 24, the apostles prayed. In verse 24, it says, And they prayed and said, You, O Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which of these two you have chosen. You know, how many of you all have major decisions that you have to make in your life, even as I preach to you right now? You have major decisions. And you can ill afford to mess it up. Raise your hand high. Don't be scared. Don't half raise it. And you can ill afford to mess that up. Let me tell you something. Here it is right here. The, the apostles had a major decision. Judas had hung himself. And they wanted to know the God's will in the, in the replacement of Judah to complete the 12. And they didn't want to mess that decision up. And you know what they did? They prayed. And if, if you don't want to mess those major decisions up in your life, don't go by the polls of public opinion. Don't go by your feelings. You cannot trust your feelings. You you go to God in prayer about those decisions and then be willing to wait until God gives you an answer. And and if he hasn't given you an answer, you just wait. He's testing your patience. He's testing your patience. He's maturing you. If God gave you everything you wanted at once, you'll be a spoiled brat. You don't give your own children everything they ask for. So why why you think God's going to do that for you? He's teaching you. When God doesn't answer right away, he's teaching you to wait on him. Huh? So 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 uh they so the apostle prayed in Acts 124. In Acts 431, uh, it also says with the apostles praying again, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. Now that's power. The whole place started shaking. They were doing some serious praying. They weren't just kind of praying. They were really praying. Until the walls and the foundation where they were shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 3, Paul prayed. In verse 3 it says, we give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always 
for you. You ought to always be praying for your family. But but your prayer is restricted if you just stop praying with your family. You need to be what are, you ought to be praying for on, on your job, for your co-workers. You ought to be praying for your neighbors in your neighborhood. You ought to be praying for your believers. Uh, uh, you ought to be praying for unbelievers and on and on it goes. I love this. And then in Revelation, we have prayer. Ooh, I love this one. In Revelation chapter 8, verse 4. The prayers of the saints went up to God. Verse 4 says, and the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. The prayers in the angel's hand ascended up to God. Beloved, we should be motivated to pray because prayer is so dominant and prevalent throughout the the, 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 the whole entire scripture. We see prayer from Genesis to Revelation. Now with all that prayer, I gave you substantial evidence. Now what's keeping you from praying? If all of these people prayed all the way through, and listen, that was just a little sampling. I could have gone on for another two hours of people who prayed. But I've given you enough. What's keeping you from praying? Now I'll talk about that next time. But let me just stay in this message. You really want to come back next week because I ain't hardly through with this message. Okay, so the so the whole of scripture, a the whole of scripture, uh, 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 when we see the saints praying throughout the entirety of scripture, and then even in Revelation, we see the prayers going up to God in heaven. B, prayer must be priority to believers because the Bible instructs the saints to pray. The Bible commands us to pray. In First Thessalonians chapter five, verse seventeen, it says, "Pray without ceasing." Now that doesn't mean that doesn't necessarily mean you just babbling and you just talk 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 talk. You just just like a you know you just da 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 you just working about Lord that we you know and you talking you just talking you just talking and just you know people think you kind of lost your mind or something. You know it's not talking about that. What what does praying without ceasing mean? This is to pray. To pray without ceasing is to pray persistently. It, it is to pray regularly and enjoy continual communion with God in prayer. That's what praying without ceasing means. It means to pray what? Persistently, regularly, and enjoy continual communion with God in prayer. Ephesians 16, I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18a says, always pray. You ought to always be praying. If you're always praying, you won't be mad all the time. You won't try to get folk and get even. You won't, if you're always praying, you, can, you can't be praying and judging folk. You can't be praying and gossiping. You can't be praying and backbiting. You can't be praying and being disrespectful to your wife and talking to her any kind of way. You, that's, when you're praying, there's some things prayer just won't let you do. I can tell people who are praying. I can see it in their posture. I can see it in their uh, demeanor. Praying people are not messy people. They don't have messy meetings either. Some meetings are messy. You know, there's some meetings that are peaceful. They're praying. Other, you go to other ministries, it's all hellish. Look how quiet it got then. Because they're not praying. 
And I tell you something else. Thank you, Holy Ghost. When, when God and prayer is in that meeting, you don't, it doesn't take a three-hour meeting to do what you need to do. When you have one of those long eternal meetings, you already know the devil's in it. Because you don't have to be long to be effective. Won't y'all say amen? Oh, we had a two and a half hour meeting. That's what you had a two and what did you have to talk about for two and a half hours? The devil's in it. Messiness make long meetings. Disunity make long meetings. Disloyalty make long meetings. Gossip make long meetings. Conniving make long meetings. Throwing rocks and hiding your hand makes long meetings. When meetings get long, I can assure you, uh, uh, only in rare exceptions, usually the devil's in it. Pray, but when you're praying always, prayer keeps uh, the devil from having his way. With all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Colossians chapter 4 verse 2 says, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind. That's being watchful. You pray. Sometimes you, listen, I believe, thank you Holy Ghost. I believe that most of the times you ought to pray with your eyes closed. Now you say, well, why do you say that? Look how y'all looking at me. Because some of y'all see too much. And so you need to close your eyes so you can focus on God. You see everything. And some of y'all can't close your eyes. You're scared you're going to miss something. That's why some of y'all sit way in the back so you can see everything up front. Now, if you're in the back, I'm not saying that's the reason you back there. But, I'm, but you understand what I'm saying? Some folks want to sit up front because they don't want to see all the moving and taking babies out and folk who, who you know, who sit next to who and what color somebody is wearing and seeing somebody wearing the same dress the second time and all that. You know, you, you wait, wait, wait. Oh, God. God, I'm trying to get through with this message. God to be a whole nother way. Y'all see too much. Close your eyes. Not now, you know, but. <laughs> And there's sometimes you need to pray with your eyes open. Now, don't close your eyes when you're driving. Keep your eyes wide open and pray. Pray. When I know the devil's lurking, I know when the devil's in the, in the room somewhere. I'm not just talking about here, wherever I am. I know when the devil, the, the Bible put my spiritual antennas up, and I know when, when Satan has made his arrival. And I know where there's a spiritual warfare going on in the unseen realm. See, if you're not in tune with God, you don't even know when Satan's messing with you. And then I pray my eyes open then because I can get clobbered if I close my eyes. So sometimes you need to pray with your eyes open because danger is lurking. Danger is lurking. So therefore, there are times you ought to pray with your eyes open. There are times you ought to pray with your eyes closed. You can pray in different postures. They say, what posture should I pray in? Any posture that's good for you, as long as you pray. You can pray standing. You can pray sitting. You can pray lying in the bed. You can pray walking. You can you can pray jogging, you can pray shaving, you can pray showering, you can pray driving, you can pray in all those positions. And they ought, they ought to do some purposeful praying. You ought to do when you don't have to get out, step out of your activities. 
You know, don't be trying to stitch something all the time and you stick yourself praying. Why you, but but the other time you ought to shed everything out, everything's cut off, all the technology is cut off. Now that's your problem there. That's why some of you can't pray. Some of y'all, the TV's talking to you in the morning, all day long, way in the night, and that's why you can't pray. You let the you let that tube talk to you day and night. The internet. All day long, just pop-up news, pop-up news, pop-up news. Somebody killed somebody in Chicago. They did something over here in the East Coast. Here's somebody, and then pop, 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 pop. And you, mm, 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 mm. and you, you batty in the head. You mad because this happened. And you mad because that happened. You mad in the political realm. You mad. Shut it off. Cut it off. And get by yourself and talk to God. And so it says, devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and with a thankful heart. Now, let me tell you something. Prayer is not an option. God instructs and requires his children to pray. It's not an option. You don't have that option. God instructs and requires his children to pray. When we pray, it expresses our total dependence upon God and not ourselves. When you felt to pray, you said, God, I got this. I don't need you. you you're not saying it, but your, your, your actions are saying it. When we pray, it expresses our total dependence upon God and not ourselves. The word of God commands God's children to pray and to not do so is the sin of omission and spiritual negligence. Negligence. Then C, pray, prayer must be, prayer must be priority with believers because it is how we communicate with God. Prayer must be priority with believers because it is how we communicate with God. Luke 6, 12 says, now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Oh, look at the underline there. All night. God the Son and God the Father, would they were talking to each other. And you said, why were they talking so long? It was so good that they couldn't turn each other loose. The fellowship, the communion, the interaction. They talked and they talked. You say, what, they were, what were they talking about? They could have been talking about eternity past, eternity present, and eternity future. That's enough right there to keep Jesus on his knees all night. Yeah. Look, it says, and continue all night in prayer. Matthew 14, 23 also says, and when he had sent the multitudes away. Now, you can't pray till you send some folk away. Some of y'all too close to some folks. Some of you got the wrong folk in your life. You got the wrong friends in your life. You're hanging on folk to your own detriment that the Lord is trying to strip you of. You figure you got to have them. God said, okay, you keep them. I'm going to let them clobber you. They'll mess up your life real good. And once your life is all screwed up, then you can't find that rascal. Okay? Some folk you got to sit away. Oh, everybody. I, everybody like me. Who told you to be popular? Who told you to be popular? Matter of fact, the scripture, that's, 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 that's the antithesis of what the scripture said. The scripture says, woe be unto you when all men speak well of you. If everybody's speaking well of you, you're not doing something right. 
Everybody not supposed to like you when you're living for the Lord. <laughs> you got quite a you know, everybody like me. Are you kidding me? You self-deceived. And when he had sent the multitude, and you know what? Some of y'all got so many folk, they multitudes. But oh God, I'm trying to get out of this. Multitude, whole lot of folk. You befriend everybody, everybody your friends on Facebook. You go all the way back a hundred years connecting with everybody but God. Y'all need, y'all need to send some multitudes away. <laughs> then once he once sent them all away, the scripture says he went up on a mountain by himself. You underline that. By himself. He didn't go with, he didn't go with Mary. He didn't go with Peter, James, John. Oh, I wish I could cut loose right here. He didn't, he didn't go with, he didn't, he didn't go with any of those persons. He didn't, he didn't go with the folk that's looking for handouts. Sometimes to get business done in the right way for God, you got to do business with God by yourself in prayer. You don't need public opinion. There's too many folks speaking in your life. That's why you're all batty and confused. And that's why you can't receive the true gospel because you got so much mess spoken into you 24-7, seven days a week. And then when you come here and I preach truth, you can't internalize it. You can't digest it. Because you got all this mess inculcated in you. you. You need some spiritual castor oil. You need the spiritual runs. So, so you can hear God. You say, what's wrong with me today? I'm fired up. I'm fired up for Jesus. <laughs> and now when evening came... He was alone there. Underline that. You say, under, you say underline everything. But everything in scripture is, is important. Now, you don't have to go to Bible study fellowship to get this. You can get it right here. He was alone there. Road to a mess either. He was alone there. All this other stuff. You can get it. Not that those things are unimportant. I'm just saying, if the preacher's preaching right and the folk are coming to the trough, you know, when you go get something else, that's just a little extra. People stay where they're being fed. Now, some folk don't want to be fed. That's why they go lollygagging because they want somebody that's going to tickle their fancy. But the scripture says he was alone there. Psalms 5, 3 says, my voice you shall hear in the morning. What voice are you hearing in the morning? Those voices on ABC? CBS, NBC, Fox News, I can't name them all. Satellite TV, DirecTV, ATT, EEKT, Pooh. You know, what do you listen to? Look, my voice you shall hear in the morning. Some of you, first thing you do is cut the television off. Don't cut it on. Talk to God. In the morning, I will direct it to you. Direct what? My voice to you. And I will look up. My friends, 
I declare today, it's time for God's children to get serious about prayer. And that's why you're weak. That's why some of you are struggling. That's why many of you uh, feel insecure. That's, that's why many of you have low self-esteem. That's why many, some of you are struggling and you're losing the battle in your in addictions. God will build you up, renew your life, strengthen you. He will reveal the will of God for your life. He'll show you which way you ought to go. He will answer your prayers. He will give you a breakthrough. God still work miracles today. How many of you need a miracle in your life? I mean, I, I declare, I declare, I declare that God is still in the miracle working business. And the reason you don't pray for miracles is because you don't believe God enough for a miracle. Oh, ye of little faith. It is impossible to experience Genuine, authentic revival apart from being serious about praying to God and all God's children said, let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this message. We love you. We bless you. We heard so much. Father, you took me in a whole lot of different directions. And I know why, because there are people by radio and internet, this congregation needed to hear desperately a word from God. Father, children need to pray. Parents need to teach children how to pray. Husbands and wives need to pray. Grandparents need to pray. Believers need to pray. Prayer keeps us humble, keeps us holy. It keeps us from thinking too much of ourselves, too, from having too high of a view of ourselves. Lord, teach us to pray and put within us a passion for prayer. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said. When we disobey God, we set the stage for our impending destruction. God is our only hope. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We must walk by faith and not by sight. We must obey God and look to the hills from whence cometh our help. And where does our help come? It comes from who made heaven and earth. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Three 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.